Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Nodex Chats podcast with your host, moi. I am your host, Qbox, your artist, entertainer, podcaster, whatever you'd like to call me. Today, we have a pretty special interview. We got some dope freaking artists on here. We got your boy, Torix, producer, audio engineer, screamo trap, metal trap, artist. Um, and then we also have Drup with his new release, Hope. New album came out on March 20th. Go stream that. Um, yeah, so we'll be talking about uh, a lot of music stuff. Yeah, kind of how we normally do. Um, once again, thank you guys for listening. And welcome to the Note Extractions podcast. What is up? Welcome Torix to the Note Extractions podcast. He's a producer, artist, uh, does a lot a a lot of a uh, screamo rap, um, scream trap, whatever sort of category you want to go with for rage. Although I've also heard some of his uh, joke songs, stuff like that. Overall, very talented producer, engineer, artist, like so well rounded. Welcome, welcome, my guy. Where can we find you? Uh, my music on all plats. My socials, uh, my Twitter is Torix777. Same for SoundCloud. Uh, my Instagram is Torix underscore 777. Um, and like I said, all my music is on all platforms Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, like anywhere you, you have your music, it's there. Awesome. Well, yeah, for everyone who's listening, go check him out. He's got a lot of good freaking content. I've been doing some deep diving on every artist that I want to interview. And this guy right here, holy crap. He does all the mixing and mastering on his own. And it sounds splendid. Thank you, man. Oh, my God. Very, very talented. Very, very talented. Although I can't really do anything like can you? Can you, can you do that? Um, I can try. I'm kind of interested <laughs> with it. But it's like, I can't do it right now. That's okay. That's okay. Um, anyways, so uh, Torix here loves to use FL Studio. Is that correct? Yes. All right, yes. FL Studio gang. We got another one in the books. Another homie who uses FL. Yes, now, sir. what's impressive is that I've watched his mixing process. I've watched how he builds beats before. He's streamed it on Discord. Um, and he treats FL Studio like it's Ableton in my eyes, where I see... Um, everything's coordinated, everything's organized, and when it comes down to it, his mixing quality and the way he does mixing, it looks like he's functioning like it's Ableton. And, <laughs> <All right. laughs> well, no, that's a good thing because no, like Ableton I, I've is never really, heard really that good. Before. That's why I'm laughing. Oh, okay, it's all good, but yeah. um, literally the way you mix, it 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 feels like you you know FL Studio so much, and you just have an ear for it. Um, 
that it really looks like the quality that you're putting onto the DAW, it looks like it's coming out from Ableton. Like very clean, crisp, smooth. Everything sounds so nice. His yeah. whole, I mean, your whole catalog is like yeah. swaggy, swagadocious. Yeah, I put a lot of time into um, my mixes and stuff because I want them to sound like as clear and as loud as I can. Mm -hmm. um, and like I've just, I spend um, there, are, there have been instances where I spend more time on mixing the song than like actually making the song. So like. Um, yeah, it takes me, um, a good two or three days, if not longer per song to mix. Oh yeah. So, yeah. But yeah, that, uh, that comes, that always comes out as quality if you're putting that much time yeah, in. Yeah. So that's, what's very unique about, uh, unique. Yeah. Um, because a lot of time what I do is for like my, um, like process for mixing is while I'm making the song, I'll do some rough mixes or whatever to like. Um, get just a general idea of what of what the song would sound like, and then I'll like export it, I'll put it to SoundCloud private, and then just listen to it on my AirPods in the car, mm -hmm. stuff like that. And then I'll get an idea for what's um, like what I like in the mix and what I want to go back and change. Um, and then over the next few days, I'll just fix those up and then finalize the mix, master it, and then call it a wrap. Yep, and that's the that's the very um, extensive process of mixing, really. That's yeah. the crazy part, trying to figure out all the levels, see if they're correct, see if there's any sort of effects you need to turn down, turn up, or even add or subtract, whatever you need. Um, I can relate to that because I'll I'll take my mixes and I'll just listen and listen to them while I'm driving, or um, I'll use different sorts of earbuds and headphones to kind of get a get a. Uh, you know, like a second opinion from every single interface I can play my music on. Right. So I can make sure it's quality. Right. Um, so, uh, how long have you been doing music total? Um, I don't know the exact number, but I'm pretty sure it's around three to four years. I've been just doing music in general. Um, and I've been doing vocal music, um, for like four months, five months now. Mm -hmm. um, those first few years, I was exclusively just producing. Um, yeah. And then eventually I decided I wanted to like do vocals on my beats. And I just slowly got better and better at doing vocals. And then mm -hmm. I started putting stuff out. And yeah, that's it. it it has come out very well and i'm very surprised that um it's that short amount of time for you doing vocals but i feel like the production has really gotten you off on a good leg like you know on a good start right um for that just specific quality and that's what i know you for is for quality you Thank put you. that much time into your music and it comes out beautiful no matter what style you're going for thank you man yeah i was no in problem. um a discord call with some of my friends uh salvation heretic i was showing heretic some of my other unreleased stuff and some of my older stuff mm -hmm. and by older i mean like a month or so um yeah so i was showing him my song nightfall and he really liked it he was saying how like um he was surprised how how good it sounded for me from such a 
oh my lord, I can't talk today. No, you're good. Um, you're good. <laughs> he was surprised um, of the quality of the thing because I have such a small following. He expected it to be like SoundCloud rapper quality, mm-hmm. but he was saying like it sounded like industry level mixing and mastering. Yeah. Um, which I was like, thank you. That's quite the compliment. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. Um, And I mean, any words thrown at you that are uh, like that are well deserved. It's just it's just quality. Thank you, man. I mean, I strive to have something like that, bro. Like, (laughs) I'm not envious or nothing, but I wish I kind of had that that sort of skill set. Great. So uh, is there a specific person uh, that you enjoy collaborating with most or do you like do you just Um, like working with everybody? I really like working with everyone in my friend group, mm-hmm. um, specifically for um, my like biv styled stuff. I prefer to do that by myself, but if I yeah. do that with other people, I really like doing that with Brandon because he started doing it recently and he does it really well. We have a song together of that style and it's really good. Yeah. Um, and then for my really aggressive um, style, my like Seven and Scarlord style, I really like working with Eli. Oh, I'm about to say, yeah, I knew it was um, going to be Eli. Yeah, like, <laughs> even if I'm not on the song, I love um, sending him beats, and then he sends me back mixes. I get it all mixed, mastered, and send it back. Just mm-hmm. the whole process of working with him is really streamlined and just a lot of fun. Awesome. And uh, for those who don't know, Eli is 717NA, and Brandon is Trike from uh, yeah. my first artist interview, um, just for referencing. Um, oh, yeah, awesome. and Oh, yeah, go ahead. Um, for my triple six delete, like A14, really annoying style beats. Yeah. Um, I love just getting in a call to Josiah and completely destroying a loop that I find. And then oh, making, yeah. <laughs> then making like truly autistic drums around it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and then sending those to him and then him just like spazzing out over it. I really like doing them too. Oh, yeah. And uh, I mean, I, I I think you're well adapted to every um, niche style that each artist in in, uh, in your friend group uh, harbors. I think you adapted to that very well with with beats. Yeah. Because um, I never wanted to be the guy that's like I'm really good at producing one genre and then everything else I mm-hmm. can't do. I always wanted to be as versatile as I can, but have my versatility also come with the same quality equally everywhere. Oh yeah. So like, I want to be good at my just trap metal. I want to be really good at my generic trap. I want to be good at my hyper pop. I want to be good at my EDM, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And one thing that I feel is very impressive is the fact that you're, you're, you are so good at music that you can pull off dubstep and or incorporate it into trap metal or oh, screamo yeah, rap. Yeah, yeah. And that, that to me is utterly impressive because that is something I've wanted to do for years and never could accomplish. But now I've actually finally got a beat with you that we can actually, I can actually say, Hey, I actually did something like I I tried. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But it's funny because when I made that drop, I was like, as I was making it, I was like, yeah, this is, this is going to turn out pretty good. I I didn't think it was going to be my best. But I thought it was going to be one of my best. And then mm-hmm. I finished up mixing it, mixing it, like doing everything I needed to do, listen back to it. And like I, I was like, Jesus Christ, this is so I hard. Know. 
Like, I know, man. <laughs> and when like, you showed me the uh, the drop over Discord, yeah, like obviously, yeah. you know, Discord streaming is not good, but you can, right. I can tell, bro, that yeah. sounded so good. Thank you. Man. I'm so Thank happy you. we got that collaboration yeah. because oh. that. <laughs> This sounded so good, man. That's something y'all should look out for, I'm just saying. But while we're on that subject, do we have any sort of uh, music we could be expecting from you? Any uh, future releases coming out at all? Uh, yes. I have later this year, um, I have an album coming out. It's called Deviant. Um, mm-hmm. It's going to be... My, my first EP, United Destruction, was me kind of just experimenting with different sounds, seeing what I would like, seeing mm-hmm. what I didn't like. Now that I've done that, I know what I like, I know what I can do, and then Deviant is going to be like my debut album, and it's going to be, yes. um, it's kind of just going to like solidify my sound, my style, my voice, all that kind of stuff. And I'm taking a long time with this album because I want mm-hmm. it to be perfect. Um, it's going to be around 12 songs, so about the same length as Elias SMK. It might be yep. a little bit longer, a little bit shorter, I don't know yet, but... The songs on there right now are really good in my opinion. So it's coming along really well. And then uh, I've got a few singles that I'm gonna drop beforehand. Um, and then uh, I may or may not have a, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> You're good. <laughs> I may or may not, this is hypothetically, I might have a Dubstep Deathstep EP with a very certain someone coming oh. next, year, next year. Can't confirm, <laughs> but that, that might be happening. Oh my goodness, bro. I'm excited for that. I, I, I can't wait to hear that. And that's really good to hear that you're actually coming out with your debut album. It's already in the works. Yes, um, dude. And you've already solidified your sound by releasing an EP. That's the smart way to do it. Because, I, I mean, usually singles and EPs are meant especially in the beginning of an artist's career to figure out what you like and what you don't. Yeah. And then debut albums like, all right, now I've got a hold of what I sound like, what sounds best for me. Yeah. And exactly given the fact that, um, yeah, that's exactly what I'm doing with this album. Yeah. And given so the fact that, uh, you've been, uh, producing longer than you've been an artist. Um, I think that's very impressive that you do this all on your own. Cause I know exactly what that feels like. Yeah. And you're, you're just, going full force with it and that's that's something to be uh revered yeah the, the reason that i am doing it all on my own was because when i first started i didn't know anyone that did music um i didn't have the money to like learn professionally how to mix master all that kind of stuff so i just had mm-hmm. to by myself teach myself everything just experiment and then um so that's where I like, that's why everything I do, I do by myself. Mm-hmm. Um, there have been a few instances where I've had other people master my song for me, but that was for uh, my EDM EP. Yeah. Um, and even then, I mastered some of that. Um, mm-hmm. My friend Andrew mastered, I believe, was Ozone, and I mastered the other three. He makes a master the other three. Yeah. Um, but, and also, I just. I don't know what it is, but just I prefer doing things by myself. Mm-hmm. Like if I had, like if I had a whole team of engineers that I had a vocal engineer, a beat engineer, 
just a mix engineer, master engineer. I, if I had several people doing all of that, that would stress me out because like there would be so many other people that I would be depending on and all this crap and I didn't I don't want to have to deal with that. I just prefer yeah. being able to do everything by myself so I know what I can so like I can get songs to sound exactly how I want them to sound and I can do mm -hmm. everything exactly how I want. And that's uh that's something, you know, although it takes a lot of work, I feel it's worth it because yeah. you'll yeah. come out finishing a track, mixed and mastered, complete, or even this album you're working on and that feeling of satisfaction is multiplied because you yeah. know you did it all yeah. by yourself yeah exactly and you have the skill set in order to make good music quality music thank you man um so i'm excited to hear this album uh do you have a, a sorry my brother i'll have to cut this part out <laughs> you're fine you're fine um do you have a season? Do you have any sort of idea when this is going to come out? You said later this year, but do you have yeah, any I'm anything more specific? I'm thinking um, it's going to be like August, mm -hmm. like August, September, like around then. It yeah. might be sooner, um, but it's going to be like um, third or fourth quarter of the year for sure. Okay. So but I'm, I'm going to be dropping singles once or twice a month before that though so okay that's good we got some releases coming soon for all that are listening well again go check out his stuff because it's absolute fire and i i mean absolute emphasis on the fire part of fire because Thank it really you. is um okay um so for your creative process uh what usually comes first do you write first or do you just kind of experiment look around for uh inspiration for beat making and then lyrics or w w what's your what's your um, process there it's kind of all over the place but usually um i will make a beat um either just mess around in fl and i find something i like and i make something out of that or i have a specific song that i really like and i'm inspired by it and I make something like it um so i do that first and then um, after that, I usually write to that beat, um, kind of drawing inspiration from the original song or mm -hmm. just from other songs I've done in the past for lyrical content, flows, stuff like that. And then I'll record in one day, get everything mixed, mastered, done, and then bam, the song's done. Well, I mean, there you have it. <laughs> awesome. Um, how long does it usually take for you to make to uh, like to completely make one song? It really depends on the song and like how I'm feeling. Um, my song Ashes took me about a week to make, finding the mm -hmm. beat, getting everything mixed, uh, lyrics written, everything mixed done. Whereas my EP Memoria, I made that in one night. Like I just mm. sat that one night, made the whole thing, released it. Um, but it, it really depends. Like. Some songs I can make in an hour and a half. Some songs takes me like a week. Yeah, um, I mean that's just kind of how artistry is. Yeah. Because you've got an idea and you're trying to figure out how to accomplish that idea could take a different amount of, um, amount of times. So that makes total sense. So, what's your opinion on a rap fight? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Man, you spun. Okay, spinning the tables around on me like that. All right. Yeah, um. Well, I mean. I, uh, I would like to know your opinion on rap lines, if that uh, if that isn't too much to ask for. 
Yeah, um, Rap Finds, he's super dope. Um, I think what he's doing for like this space is really good, and how he's doing it is he's doing it perfectly. I would say like mm-hmm. some promotional sites like they'll focus too much on like one or two artists and completely forget about other artists, or like they'll only promote the bigger artists and completely ignore smaller artists that are on the come up. Mm-hmm. Whereas he does both perfectly. Like he will. Um, feature and post songs from bigger artists in the background like um and make sure that their songs get heard but he also shows a lot of support towards smaller artists mm-hmm. um and often to the same degree as the bigger artists so i think oh, he yeah. does that perfectly and then um he all like when he like that producer tips thing he did a while back was really good because mm-hmm. a lot of times there are producers that really like these underground artists trying to work with them but they just don't have that skill set to be able to make that happen so by doing things like that and helping like producers or other artists and not just promoting artists really helps um the scene in general because uh, if you're doing nothing but promoting artists like you're not going to help any other producers or other artists like solidify their skill set but if you're promoting other artists but also giving them tools they need to grow and solidify their sound that's going to make more artists in the scene and overall just help the scene grow absolutely and i'm very happy that uh both of us had the opportunity to be a part of the producer tips yeah i I really agree with what you said the producer tips is absolutely phenomenal the way it was executed yeah Um, and it was definitely helpful for um people i know uh who need advice yeah and um need some sort of inspiration on what they can do to make themselves a better producer right um yeah rap finds has been the goat since day one even before it was it wasn't rap finds it was uh what was his tag i'm forgetting what it was uh before it became rap finds but what i like to what i like to think about when i think about rap finds is the fact that it's called rap finds but it's just promoting good music it doesn't necessarily have to be rap it can be screamo it could be pop it can be just anything underground in general um that he deems fit for his page and yeah like you said he promotes bigger artists just as much as uh or like um he promotes underground artists just as much as the bigger artist releases and stuff like that so it's a very level playing field he creates anyways any thoughts on world war ii um for one thing oh my god trench yeah, warfare no wait that was World War 1 never mind ouch uh, trench warfare <laughs> I mean, yeah let's go back to World War 1 for a second um trench warfare as we can see was not that effective um horrible conditions for the soldiers um, like it just it just the whole premise of it's kind of dumb like yeah get your men in trenches and have them peek up the shoot it's like come on it's like <laughs> one grenade landed in the trench and like 30 guys are dead it's like oh my god tons of rats lots of infection super super <laughs> unsanitary especially if it rains it gets <laughs> easily like i i don't oh see any god. benefit to trench warfare <laughs> 
I mean, I think after World War One, trench warfare was deemed unsafe and Thankfully. not a not a wise for yeah. any sort of warfare. Exactly. That's where guerrilla warfare came in. Yeah, and started dominating it. You know, yeah, dominating which I prefer warfare. infinitely over trench warfare. Absolutely. <laughs> you have to leave all that in. <laughs> you have to leave all that in. Um. <laughs> So back to music questions, I, I <laughs> yeah, guess. Back to music. <laughs> um, okay. So how long do you think it took you to master your screamo vocals? Like um, not not like technologically. I mean like performance yeah, yeah, wise. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, four months. Um, because when I first started doing screamo stuff, I was just screaming and not like thinking about my technique or whatever. And after I was done recording songs, my throat hurt a lot. And anyone who has done screamo music for any amount of time will know that's not good. Mm -hmm. um, so I began looking at the correct ways to scream, and I learned how to scream with your chest and your frame rather than your throat. Because if you're screaming, it's going to give a lot of damage to your throat. Yeah. Whereas if you're pushing out all that air with your chest and your, your diaphragm you're going to be able to get more power and project your vocals further while also not damaging your throat and mm -hmm. then after I got that down I started learning how to do metal screaming um, because um, one of my favorite artists Seven, that's spelled 7XVN7 seven seven, mm -hmm. um, that's how he screams, um, he does fry screams and false chord screams in his songs and that's why his screams sound super, super aggressive is because mm -hmm. they're metal screams and they sound really, really good. Mm -hmm. And if, if you can do that correctly, you can be doing metal screams and stuff like that for hours and your throat will be fine because yep. it really like, you're really not being that loud. Like proper fry screams are like the same volume as just your regular talky voice. It's not like you're actually screaming. Yeah. So and it, it's cool that there's a science behind it that you've yeah. already figured it out in such yeah. a quick time. You've adapted to the style you like, and now you've just you know you've mastered the art of something, right? And that's just going to make the process easier. Yeah, and I could definitely be better at metal screaming. I'm still kind of inconsistent with it. Um, sometimes I can do it really well, and other times it sounds like I'm constipated, um, and like I'm grunting to get the poop out. So it sounds pretty <laughs> bad, um, <laughs> but very descriptive. I feel, but I feel like over time, with just me doing music and then just practicing my screams throughout the day, I'm gonna solidify it much better. And mm -hmm. I really want to do like a full-on metal song at some point. That's yeah. something I really want to do. Um, because I know some people that can. I know where I can get instrumentals for it. I just need to get good at doing vocals for it before i try to do that yeah um, um but that just kind of comes with being an artist if you can't yeah. improve like if you've stopped improving you've stopped you just plateaued right so that's that's a benefit of trying to learn new things that's really cool right. that you're doing that right is there a certain genre that you find your favorite to produce to pro easily trap metal easily Trap um, metal. What about it? Like, makes it your favorite? I mean, I don't know. I, I couldn't tell you. It's just I love the genre a lot. Um, just, um, 
this super distorted bass and um it's just so different from producing like regular trap mm -hmm. um because regular trap you get an omnisphere patch rat kick uh standard clap hi-hat in a weight and you're done yep um whereas trap metal like it's so much more that you have to do um there's so much more mixing and stuff like that involved and the whole genre is just so different that it's i just find it a fun a, wow i just find it a ton of fun to make yeah um and uh yeah i, I like it a lot it's fun. <laughs> that's good that's good um sometimes more complex genres to make give you all the more satisfaction when you feel like you've completed it yeah you know because <laughs> i can open up fl studio and make just a standard trap beat in like mm -hmm. five minutes if that um whereas to make like a good solid trap metal beat it'd probably take me like an hour hour and a half mm -hmm. um and that's on the shorter side yeah um so yeah wow. it's it takes a lot more time but it, to me it's a lot more rewarding because um like trap beats like even if someone isn't amazing at doing them their beats can still sound pretty good um but trap metal you either you do it right and it sounds good or like if you try to do it and it comes out bad the entire beat just sounds horrible um so like being able to do it well and do it consistently i feel is um like makes you stand out more than just a generic trap producer yeah from atlanta or whatever mm -hmm. but it seems like you got a, a very very extensive knowledge of um how to make trap metal and so i guess that allows you to do way more experimentation with the genre yeah or even coming up with your own sort of sound yeah, yeah, yeah. um okay so off topic question all right give me your top three favorite animes manga or uh animation I've only watched three. Um, oh, well, there you go. <laughs> so, Attack on Titan, Tokyo Ghoul, and Naruto are my top three. Um, awesome. Attack on Titan, I'm almost finished with... I'm almost finished with the anime. I just started reading the manga. But uh -huh. I, I love that show so much. Um, probably going to be my top anime for a while. Um, I just started Tokyo Ghoul the other night. I'm on, like, episode three or something like that. But I really like it so far. Um, and I'm on episode like 18 or something with Naruto and I like it so far, but I just, I don't know. I like the other animes that I'm watching right now a little bit more as of right. I just finished, uh, an arc in Naruto. So the episode that I'm on pretty much entirely a filler. So it's kind of boring. That's why I haven't watched yeah. it. That's why I fell off of Naruto from the beginning was because of the amount of filler. I just got bored. Right. I prefer a lot more. Yeah, because like, NOT uh, doesn't have much filler, so it's like, um, at least in my opinion, I don't think there was a single episode that felt boring or empty. Like every yeah. episode had something going on, um, so it didn't feel like you finish an arc and then they just throw in a few episodes afterward. Like it felt like it actually cohesive plot and how they wrote the scripts for each individual show and like how it ended up how and like the cliffhang cliffhangers it ended on 
and stuff like that. Like it would it would be super hard to finish an episode and not keep going. Um, yeah. Until you finish that art because of how well they wrote the script and how well they broke up the episodes. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes a good anime. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I myself prefer short one or two season animes just yeah. because like they're easily digestible, right. uh, they're compact, there's always something to watch, there's something to pay attention, uh, right. something to pay attention to. That's why I love um, Death Note so much. Yeah. And now I've, I've moved to on to Demon Death Slayer. Note. Yep. It's yeah. it's absolutely phenomenal. And yeah. I'm glad I got in the, the future, manga. Yeah. In the future, I'm planning on watching um, Demon Slayer and Death Note and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Long form animes are really cool for like if you're really trying to keep up with it, but golly, it's a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a lot of commitment. I may just have ADHD. <laughs> I don't know. I do. Like, I've been diagnosed with it, so like, um, <laughs> sitting through filler episodes of Naruto isn't exactly easy for me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but a, but I, A or T, where something's always happening, like, that's perfect for me. Oh, yeah. And I and know I'm there's like, websites out there that'll that'll tell you like yeah, here's how to watch Naruto without yeah, the filler. Yeah, you know? like I looked up the filler list for Naruto last night, and I'm on a filler episode right now, so mm. that's why it's so boring. Um, yeah. I'll have to go back and look up the filler list for AOT, but if there is one, I don't think it's going to be very big because I don't think there's that many fillers. I'm also going to look up the filler list for Tokyo Ghoul such that I could just skip episodes that I don't need to watch. Yeah, and I'm I'm trying to watch Tokyo Ghoul as well. I haven't started, yeah. but I got hooked on the theme song, and so I'm like, you know what? Let's just watch the anime. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. Would you ever uh, want to pursue doing a uh, a whole orchestrate anime theme song? It'd be kind of cool. I haven't thought about it, but that'd be kind of cool. I think you could definitely do it. I, yeah, you just I gotta just find have... like a, a Japanese vocalist. Yeah. <laughs> and you got yourself a sick theme. Yeah, dude. Imagine, like, an anime with a scream of opening, dude. That'd be yes. sick. That'd be <laughs> sick. Oh, my God. Put that on the list, bro. Uh, if you release that, like, just a single, right? It's totally out of tune with your other music. Just yeah. an anime opening. Yeah, dude. <laughs> that'd, that'd be sick. <laughs> the amount of work being put into that would be very extensive. Yeah. Because it's very specific. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Okay, so um, what are your favorite plugins to use? Uh, Serum. And that's oh, there not- you go. <laughs> Serum! <laughs> I really Absolutely. Like, for sounds, I don't use much outside of Serum. Like, I'll use mm-hmm. Serum and then a few one-shots, and then I might, like, dig a weird perk and do yeah. weird stuff with it. But for the most part, actual plugins... It's almost always just Serum. That's good. Serum one, is the GOAT. Yeah, one that I do have that I used a little bit in the past, but I used in a minute is Vital. Um, it's like supposed to be like an alternative to Serum, um, but I'm just a lot more comfortable with Serum and I have a lot more sounds for it, so I just prefer using it. Yeah, and I mean, Serum has always been so cool for synth design and especially like finding dope presets yeah. um, to use for dubstep or even creating your own. Uh, yeah. It always puts out the best quality and compression. Yeah. Yeah. Serum's built-in compressor is so good. Mm-hmm. 
Um, is there any advice you could give to um, producers out there who want to do more complex sounds as you do? If you're trying to do dubstep, um, go get some decent sample packs, get serum, um, get some decent tables and presets and stuff, uh, learn automation, learn mixing, and then, because a lot of dubstep, it's taking presets, modifying them a little bit, and then just doing a lot of automation to those sounds to get them to sound exactly how you want. Mm-hmm. Um, but for really complex beats, I would say just like find artists that use those kind of beats, listen to their music, study those instrumentals and how they're mixed and what kind of sounds go into those beats and then sh- make beats with those kind of sounds. Yeah. Well, that's good advice. And I mean, it's going to take a lot of time and, right. you know, a develop, a develop, goodness, development of an ear in order to figure yeah, out yeah, yeah. Um, how to do this stuff correctly, make it yeah, sound yeah, yeah. as quality as possible. Yeah. But my guy Torix here has been doing this for quite a while. Listen yes. to him. He's good at this. Yeah. Because, yeah, anything that's like worth doing doesn't happen overnight. Like, you got to put in the work. Absolutely. Like, I didn't sit down one day and be like, okay, I'm making trap metal. And then suddenly I've got a gajillion 717 and A placements. <laughs> <laughs> like, it probably took me like a good year to actually solidify my trap metal. And I feel like to get to where I am now, like the, the level of production I am on right now with my trap metal only really like, I only really got here like two months ago. So, mm-hmm. um, like my, my older trap metal stuff isn't necessarily bad it's just not as good as the stuff i can do now yeah and that's just kind of how an artist develop like you know that's how artist development develops yeah but you seem to have caught on is. really quick to what your sound is and it seems to surpass like the sound wise it seems to surpass a lot of a lot of other people because you you already have this uh inherent quality with your music and the amount of ambition you have to get to that quality for every single track that you make is you know that's that's an applause for from me thank you um well i've got to wrap up this interview i appreciate you coming on man thank you for having me no problem you can find torix everywhere t-o-r-i-x everywhere on instagram uh twitter you said you're on twitter i'm more active on twitter okay okay uh you can find him on uh soundcloud spotify apple music under torix and you're yep absolutely everywhere Um, yes everywhere thank you so much for coming on and i'll talk to you later man talk to you later bro well that was torix you can find him everywhere uh as we said before and now we have our very special guest drop drew p the man the myth the legend the absolute fire hip-hop artist um, he just put out a uh, an alternative record, alternative hip hop pop record um, called Hope. It actually came out very recently, uh, within the last week or two. I'm forgetting which which date it was, um, but here we go. Here is Drup. What is up, Drup? Good to see you, man. My guy, I have missed you so dearly, my guy, <laughs> and to you too, man. It's <laughs> good. I'm so I've been looking forward to this. I'm so hyped to just conversate with you. It's been way too long. Absolutely. And I'm hyped, bro. 
Man, I have got to say, um, I took the time to listen to the entire uh, album Hope that you released. What? When did you release it? It was like one or two weeks this ago? Was, yeah, it'll be, uh, it was last Saturday, okay. March 20th, first day of spring. Oh, Boom. Yes. The <laughs> album title is called Hope. There are 14 songs, 44 minutes long, exactly. Um, wow. Very well built album. Now, I'm. if you don't mind, I'm going to just read off some of my notes that i took um so new album is called hope 14 songs 44 minutes um the words that i came up with listening to it um it gave me warm synth atmospheric vibes uh very synth based experimental drums some guitars uh, on a couple tracks a Uh true audio experience for an alternative hip-hop album and there's no features listed which i'll come back to later um So, uh, some descriptive words that, like, that I really felt while listening through, uh, fruity, uplifting, melody-driven, warm, Christ-driven, indie-influenced, almost bedroom pop, and funk-influenced, specifically on Roller Coaster, that track. Yeah. Um, so, you, you brought in your, uh, normal style, very auto-tune, um, driven melodies very reverberated and delayed vocals especially your ad-libs um but to a very pop and indie influenced sound like contemporary christian hip-hop um i really gotta say man this is like uh like i said before i started recording dude this is like you exceeded my expectations with this album it was so well put together it like means so much the quality i know is, yeah ah! i noticed even talking to you because you were aware even I, I don't know if i had anything on my plate like last like february when we actually got to see each other and like i was showing you stuff i don't think i had anything then but i do know that like i don't know i got to like share some stuff with you mm-hmm. it's been a long process so oh yeah just even you saying that it exceeded your expectations knowing that like it was like that just means so much to me because no yeah, problem so dude. Much, so much work went into this so i thank you for that mm-hmm. bro. uh it was it was really an audio experience uh i was very happy that you released it i i just i can't tell you how excited i am that it's out and i already have i even have like my favorite songs listed here if you want me to tell you yes tell me um so this goes down the album it's not in any specific yeah. order uh it's yeah. just as i went through um hope 20 i don't want to die young for you dark days so dark days already had like it was already a hit for me because it was a leading single um you were there roller coaster and my life is yours um i really have to say my life is yours was a perfect close like closer to (laughs) the the album because yeah that one i'll even tell you that one was produced like so long ago and like Mm -hmm. i just like and i actually produced that myself so I, that one meant so much to me and mm-hmm. I was just like where do I throw this like where do I put this like for all these years and like finally I was like yo this would be a perfect outro especially with the sense at the end like mm-hmm. I think it just like yeah it just concludes it like meaningfully and even just like the lyrics the sound like it's just like so perfect Absolutely, that, that means so man. much for you to even say that that's one of your favorites because even me going through the album I was like like that one is like i mean every song has its own meaning and like purpose but like yeah like a lot of people overlook that one just because it's not as catchy you know mm-hmm. it's more of an outro but it's like, an dude, it's like an it's an uh it's a perfect ending 
to a an uplifting alternative album. It is a closing prayer song. That's what yeah. I that's what I got from it. Yeah, that, that's me just, you know, really embracing the idea of hope and saying, mm-hmm. like, you know what, like my life is yours, God. This is no longer this is no longer in my control. This is me giving you all my hope. So mm-hmm. like, that's kind of like the the, you know, just a simplified version of like the end, the meaning stuff. So mm-hmm. that's so dope. So glad that you enjoyed that one. Yeah. And uh, listening through the album, like it sounded very cohesive. I use that word a lot when it comes to album sequencing. Um, but the sound, the overall sound of it sounded very cohesive. Like the entire album had a personality. Yeah, that's too. That's crazy. I, I know you like, I value your words a lot because I know how talented you are and even just having the ear for music and good albums and good taste. So like hearing you say this means it's not just like someone saying it is like you saying it, especially too, just because I know that you have the knowledge and that ear for it. So like, yeah, that means that means no, I, I, I was, appreciate that. That was, man. Something, that was something I was so like a little hesitant toward as mm-hmm. far as like putting the album together, because I think I had a total of like 22 tracks mm-hmm. and ended up cutting like eight of them however much that is yeah yeah and um i uh even just with the the ending like with having those 14 i was like and even just like you know getting the tracks like the order of them and stuff i was like man like some of i was like this is just so so different from what Mm -hmm. i've ever done before so yeah it's yeah it's crazy that's so dope yeah man um i don't know um like i said the album has its own personality way way different to uh yeah. than anything you've created but my my um favorite aspect of the album and the like how you created it was you still kept your auto-tune driven melodies from yeah. your old era of doing christian yeah. hip-hop and moving forward to um like it's like saying you switched up but it, you did it successfully because yeah. i really think you did it successfully you you took your old influence um being quote unquote the the christian playboy cardi type you know uh into something really um beautiful and grand and like it 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 felt like looking at your old music and looking at this new album you bloomed into something beautiful when your artistry no that's That's, um and i i cannot emphasize this enough a an evolving artist is what separates a good artist from a great artist and you evolved and that's what makes yeah. you a great artist yeah i will say just to add on that uh, i know you said you like i don't want to die young mm-hmm. that one almost got cut believe it really that one almost what? Got cut. and at the same time that was one of the first songs i finished and i think the two songs that took so long mm-hmm. why this album took so long is hope and i don't want to die young because they actually had like me and the writers who helped me there was like three rewrites for each of those Mm -hmm. before we like finalized it and so it was like there's so many times i was about to cut it because i was like i don't know if i could like it just wasn't sounding like right and but you said you like the the cardi elements or whatever Mm -hmm. the playboy cardi elements like i literally did it like not like i think on 20 the rap the Mm -hmm. rap track on that like we're strictly rap that one i did do like a little you could hear it a little but Mm -hmm. on i don't want to die young on the second verse you can i literally did my like that little playboy cardi voice or whatever Mm -hmm. um that one was really it was just like that one was 
probably the like most experimental song I've ever oh, yeah. done by Young. Just because those drums and the synth and like even just like the meaning behind it, it was just mm-hmm. like so far from what, yeah, what I've it, done. The drum guys, choices but. were very cool. Like uh, specifically on I Don't Want to Die Young, that song, the drums itself have a different like uh, tonality than the, yeah. like all the other songs, it's, but yet it fits. It's almost as if it's not even drums. Yeah. Like, it almost sounds like like a like the drums all together is like a, one hi hat or like mm-hmm. one like background sound. It's almost like yeah. you know like like the synth kind of carries that. The synth and the vocals kind of carries that song. You know, compared to like a drum and bass carrying it. You know, it's it's really really experimental. So. Yeah. Um. So now I'm actually gonna ask about the album. I'm gonna ask you a lot more questions on well the album and your artistry, things that are going on, um, who you like to collaborate yeah. with, stuff like that. But my first question is um well how long did it take to make this album and finalize it okay so (laughs) this is i mean overall i would say like a year it would be like a year because in march of last year i started that's when i just started like experimenting and it was so funny Mm -hmm. i will tell you this this was pretty funny i almost didn't do it at all (laughs) i almost I almost didn't do alternative at all. Yeah. I sat, I was three of my friends were in my room and I had just the most roughest of rough drafts on these songs, just ideas, honestly, just raw ideas. Yeah. And I was like, hey, look, y'all. Um, I was like, I am thinking about doing alternative. That's my favorite genre. Like, I want to do it. And I'm going to show you these three ideas I have. They're not done, but I need you guys to tell me if mm-hmm. I suck tell me i suck like i do not want <laughs> to do this you know going like no nah, like this is a whole like switch like genre switch i was like i'm not trying to mm-hmm. i'm not trying to be trash so i was like here you go so i played the first one which was i don't want to die young mm-hmm. and it was the roughest form and they're like that's not it bro that's not it i was like <laughs> uh, i was like okay well, well i was like i got two more i got two more so then i played hope mm-hmm. and they're like it was like the rough form of that too and they're like okay i think you could do something it'd take a while but like you'd have to like experience like i don't know it's whatever and i was like okay and then i played don't fall asleep and that one was actually like the most done out of them and had some lyrics and it was the same flow just different words Mm -hmm. and i played that one and my best friend grayson he was literally like he heard he was like bro bro (laughs) he got so hyped and even the other two were like they're like i mean that's good like yeah like yeah like they they're not even that big on alternative so like but whenever i got that reaction i was like you know what i was like i'm gonna send it like because i know he loves alternative i was like yeah Mm -hmm. he i was like i'm gonna just do it so that happened so that was like in march but I think so it was actually supposed to be 12 tracks Mm -hmm. and I actually finished the album in September and yeah it's like I ended up dropping it in March but Mm -hmm. it was done September like done and I actually me and Caseway Mm -hmm. um, we were just like working on stuff and um, one of our friends Wilson I don't know if you know Wilson but he had he sent me a like an alternative track it's like I'm thinking about doing this and it was that girl over there and he actually started the song off. It was like, that girl over there, no, 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 like that. And I was like, he wanted me to hop on. I was like, eh. I was like, I don't know. I was like, I was like, I'm just trying to like finish this album. Mm-hmm. Like it's already done. I want to like get it out. And I just, I just really just, I maybe could have done it, but I was like, eh. And so we ended up going to Miami just to, just to work on music and just, mm-hmm. you know, hang out with friends and stuff. So 
when we went like before we went will i asked wilson about that song i was like hey you ever finished that and he was like hey actually i didn't do you want to just like try to do something with it like you can just have it and i was like what huh. and so he basically sent that to me and i was working on that and i actually recorded that one in miami and uh caseway and wilson helped me write it and we ended up switching it to where it was more more like the the hook was more like wavy you know mm -hmm. it wasn't as choppy like more rap oriented it was more wavy and like pop alternative mm -hmm. and um so we did that there and i was like oh well crap now i got an extra song and i was like i don't i didn't want to do 13 tracks i want to do either like 12 or 14 mm -hmm. and um so i added that one and then when i got back i did one more and that was arms open wide mm -hmm. and so it was those two and then even dark days was later on too um and so yeah but it was really just like it was done in september and then I did Dark Days, That Girl Over There, and Arms Open Wide after. And that took about a couple months, and it was actually done in January. But mm -hmm. the other thing, too, is Eternity. That song is so old. Like, <laughs> when I say it's old, it is old. I'm talking that beat. I produced that beat, and I did that my sophomore year in high school. So five years ago. Yeah. I think it was five years ago that song, the beat was done. Yeah. And it's gone through very many revisions and just so many different versions. But what's really cool is the singer I got on there, he, I ended up re recording it just to update it. But I ended up switching his stuff around too. And he goes by Holo. His name's Logan Basden. And um, yeah, so like edited that. And that was, that's probably the longest. So it's like, ideally it was only a year but that one song is nearly six years old that's so, crazy man yeah that <laughs> song it was just the perfect timing because i've dropped it in the past mm -hmm. as a single and an ep and i always took it down like took those down because it was like i just it wasn't like the best quality wasn't the best but mm -hmm. what's beautiful about it now is like if you compare that to all the other tracks it's like that one is raw like it is just the vocals and there's limited effects like and that was kind of the meaning because that is the the kind of the the peak of the album you know mm -hmm. like where it's like just like hope you just really just want like hope and like you want to feel a sense of hope and it's like that would that song has so much meaning to me personally mm -hmm. and uh, so yeah that one is just really cool how it worked out so yeah it's overall it was about a year like a year of actually working on stuff because all my other stuff it, it does not take that long. It's like, yeah, I'll be doing rap and it's a lot easier to write for rap instead of like, and I'll even just to go on, I'm sure you'll ask these questions, but um, even just the writing, um, I have to give a huge shout out to my friend, Connor Scott Frank. He uh, has his own stuff going on and he does a lot of electronic music and stuff, but he literally was right by my side the whole album he mm. did background vocals on nearly half of the album he wrote majority of the album or at least like i think he did like five tracks five or six tracks he like wrote and it's like a lot of what you hear is me telling him what i'm trying to get across and he writes it for me so it's like he like he deserves like so much like he like i just he deserves equal as much as like attention as i do because mm -hmm his talent is shown through the lyrics and all that stuff. He is That's awesome. a phenomenal writer and I cannot have done it without him and others. So, mm -hmm. yeah. It's really cool yeah. to see like you have such a dope team around you 
And I'm, I've loved getting to meet like Trip. You get to see yes, uh, the other KJ, as I call him. Yes. Oh yeah. my god! <laughs> we call him. We've been calling him whenever we went to Miami. This man was like cooking because he actually can cook really well. I was yeah. just totally off topic, but we would call him Chef Casue. If you ever <laughs> call him Chef Casue, yeah, my man can cook. I'm telling you, but yeah, he's mm-hmm. he's dope too. We, he uh, taught me how to make. Uh, fried Oreos, bro, at his yeah, place, bro. bro. Yeah, bro. that stuff was fire. <laughs> yeah, bro, he's cold. <laughs> like he legit is cold. Not only at, at music, but mm-hmm. yeah, cooking too. Yeah, and then Trip <laughs> is just like the, the like he's just anywhere KJ goes, Trip most likely is gonna follow. So yeah. like even Trip went with us to Miami, and mm-hmm. he got to be. He actually, you know the, uh, the the last course of or last hook of um, you know that girl over there mm-hmm. uh literally you know how there's like that chanting at the end where yeah. it's like i don't know why you know mm-hmm. that was me tripping kj like all <laughs> that so that's even sick got to be part of that album which was so cool so dope man but yeah but i gotta so ask dope. so who well who was the other vocalist if i'm correct on roller coaster oh i gotta know that's my boy corner scott frank okay so he was doing all the singing and dom which is his name is guapo rich that's his rapper oh, yeah. name. he's been on a lot of my old stuff too and he did the the second verse you know um that really bro, i'll just tell you a side note whenever we were recording that it's like we were trying to me and connor were trying to write and come up with the flow for that hook and like we were trying to do like you know alternative stuff different stuff and like i ended up just coming up with that mm-hmm. whatever it is like I was just like, that's it, bro. That's it. We got so hype. And then we we're like, whenever that bass hits, you know, that bass kind of gets like mm-hmm. out there by itself with no, like, me- like not too many melodies on yeah. there. Like, you know, that second verse, I was like, bro, we got to get like a rap in here. So like I rapped it and I was like, eh. I was like, I just wish like there's someone who could like, you know, sound like a little bit better for this. And like Dom was like, I'll try. Yeah. Because like, he was there with us and he like goes in and like he even wrote for it too. And he goes in like, like move, step. I was like, me and Carly <laughs> were like, bro. We're like, yes. yes, that is it, bro. So yeah, that's what we ended up That's doing. legit, like, dude. Dope, yeah. Um, So we know now how long it took for you to make the album. Um, So how many hours do you think were involved planning it if there was any planning yeah so it initially was supposed to drop last summer Mm -hmm. and because i wanted to like i worked on it in march and ended up wanting to drop it like you know like august is what i was thinking because that's how all my other albums were like it doesn't take too long to work on Mm -hmm. but this one i was like i wasn't done until september so i was like and even in the summer, I was like, you know what? I was like, I'm going to drop this next summer, like mm-hmm. next summer. I was like, probably next June, next July. And so I like was telling people that and they're like, <laughs> like all the features like Dom and Car- they're like, what, bro? They're like a whole year. You're going to like, it's done. And I'm like, yeah, I was like, I don't really care. <laughs> I was like, I think that's the timing of it. And I'm glad I did that because it just allowed me to even get those tracks like that girl over there, arms mm-hmm. up and wide in there and um so yeah and then even whenever so whenever it was done which was probably november like completely Mm -hmm. um i was like okay so i now have what seven months till the summer (laughs) to like prepare for this and i just started thinking and i was like "Mm," i was like i don't think i can wait that long and i was like well 
when would be a good time because a lot of the tracks like are like late night drive tracks like you know like oh summer yeah night or like even like summer day tracks you know and so i was like well i want them to like be able to play it in the summer and so i was like well it wouldn't hurt to drop it a, like a couple months before even you know i like let it sink in mm -hmm. and so i was like you know what i was like it is hope that is a title and so i was like i don't think there's you know as far as seasons go i think spring is like the most hopeful like season you know oh yeah it's like beginnings and there's a lot of symbolism so i was like i'm gonna drop it on like the first day of spring i don't even care what day it is i was like mm -hmm. i'm gonna just do that and just have it be even more meaningful just a little touch of, mm -hmm. you know just more hope you know and um so yeah i just ended up planning from november all the way till the release date and um picking the singles was so hard because oh man like there's just so many different vibes on the album i was just like uh you know so ended up doing dark days and you were there because they go like hand in hand like mm -hmm. it's crazy because dark days like you know is just just uh it's just the meaning is just you know going through really hard times mm -hmm. um and you know looking for hope through the hard times and then you were there is kind of the answer to that saying that like god is there through the hard times and that there are brighter days and so it's like it's cool because i dropped those two first and they kind of go back like tie together and then the real singles like those of course are singles but then the real singles for the album specifically it went santa cruz mm -hmm. and then ho or no santa cruz and 20 and then roller coaster yeah and um so yeah that kind of choice was santa cruz is one of my favorite tracks i love that track and i just wanted to get that one out there honestly and just really let my listeners see what this mm -hmm. alternative album was about to be about because that was just straight guitar yeah and you know strong like lyrics and you know melodies and then 20 of course was dropped on my birthday mm -hmm. you know just because the 20 flows and 20 years um and then, yeah, Roller Coaster, I felt was just the best way to top off the singles and really get people excited, which really happened to be the case. There's a lot of people love Roller Coaster. So, um, yeah, as far as planning, it was really just choosing because I really wanted, like, even For You, I was thinking put it, dropping For You, and that one's a little more, like, R&B, a little more slower. And then, you know, even that girl over there, I was thinking about dropping that instead of Santa Cruz. But um, I think it worked out perfectly the way it was. And mm -hmm. um, me and just the team, my friends, we all, I think we did a really good job of just mm -hmm. getting out there the way we did. So. And uh, when you spoke of symbolism, I really felt that because um, I feel, I'm glad you were aware of the significance of dropping it on the day you did because it was the start of the spring for this year, um, yeah. providing hope for what was a very rough winter. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But I think what's really cool is that not only can it be a representative of, you know, hope is coming, but also if it like, you know, this album's going to be out forever, like into many, many winters. And, you know, if you, yeah. you can listen to this album in winter, say specifically Dark Days, you can kind of represent that as kind of a winter. But then yeah. there's all these tracks surrounding it that are just hopeful, like reminding yeah. you of... Um, just better like warmer days you know yeah, yeah, you could talk yeah. about weather it'd be like you know warmer days or even um your spiritual climate are you, are you yeah. warm with god right now yeah, how you feeling yeah. um i dope, i just yeah, yeah for I'll real even yeah. say just like yeah the album even for me like 
<laughs> like as selfish as it sounds like i mean i don't think it's selfish it's just like even just in the process of making it, this is like the first album where it's like i think i made it for me mm-hmm. almost like i think like all my other albums like yeah they're cool whatever i don't really like listen to them like that but this one like for once i think i will find myself listening to it because mm-hmm. that's just because like the what i was going through at the time and just the meaning behind the songs it's like i i can almost like use this like for myself and that's like literally the goal is just i like all the words i use like you sit like catch glimpses of my testimony and mm-hmm. like stuff like that and um i just really want it to just be you know really relatable for listeners mm-hmm. and just give this sense of hope give the sense of that there there are better days that there is something greater than what the world can even offer you know and that's mm-hmm. god jesus like literally and um so yeah the comments i've gone on it just literally make me tear up because it's like it's like people go through similar things i've gone through and get to relate mm-hmm. and it's just it just means so much you know and like um and i'll even tell you this like back in march when i only had like three songs like two songs i was thinking about making it like my self-titled album mm-hmm. and um it was really close to but then i was like thinking about it and just hearing the songs and just kind of like just feeling it out of what my life was looking like and i was like no i was like this is hope like this yep. is this is hope i was like yes this is me like this is a lot of my stories a lot of like things that like i'm going through and i'm expressing but i think i was like overall this is hope i was like i I just that's like my main goal is just to give people hope you know Mm -hmm. so and allow just god to just work through my music and and just pray that people just can feel that sense of hope and whatever it is you know Mm -hmm. and um so yeah it's super dope that you say that because yeah Mm -hmm. it's it i've definitely like i've never cried like listening to my older albums like this one every time like i would review it and it was only a couple times when it was like you know done and i was just like you know making edits whatever just listening to it and man like (laughs) with my friends without my friends i just i it was really emotional and Mm -hmm. really dope just how it's it's, and i feel that's peak artistry when you can look at your own music or a project you worked on and you can just revere and like dude i made this this is this has so much meaning to me and now it's actually put on paper for the world to see and yeah dude that's that is i'm glad you feel that way because it's well deserved for yourself and for everyone else that's listening yeah that's all like i just gotta give it all the go even just the i mean i'll just tell you this like yeah like last year despite despite all the craziness of you know what went on in the world and it's still going on in the world it's like that's just you know a cherry on top of all the craziness Mm -hmm. but like my personal life it it got that was honestly like like this the hardest time of my life just emotionally with um family matters Mm -hmm. and even just school and you know my future what i was doing it's like it was at its lowest of lows like during that time and what's crazy is like like earlier on in march that's whenever i really grasped on the hope entering that mm-hmm. that phase like it was especially in the summer of just really like it was just really hard for me and um so like all the songs like it's it's crazy i could do an interview for every single song just dissecting every word and meaning because mm-hmm. i will say the like the most crazy things that you could tie to it is probably what i tied to it because like 
every word was chosen like it's it's really really thought out mm -hmm. and um it's just it's crazy to me because yeah i'm just like at that time i was like in like hope was the only thing like just that i could hold on to that i could you know wake up and just literally just embrace the day like you know i'm a firm believer that there's no such thing as a bad day as crazy as that sounds mm -hmm. like people want to think i'm a psycho person, <laughs> but like in all honesty like i've really learned like you know to just embrace trials you know like uh james one um two through four says like literally just embrace the trials and use them for growth and perseverance and so that's like a huge that's what dark days is about uh specifically but mm -hmm. yeah i just can't express enough how much like <laughs> the songs even mean to me and like the stories behind them and just hope overall is just what it's about and so yeah it definitely is going to be something that i get to look back on and and really just be like you know wow even that time of my life like wow just i just thank god every day just for the opportunities and just everything that has come from this album and all the blessings it's it's truly crazy absolutely so um, are there any albums or artists or even singles that inspired you to make this album? Like, had some sort of influence? Oh, I literally, I will tell you, whenever I was, like, doing them, like, working on the, uh, like, songs, like, yeah, there's definitely all these different artists. I was, like, in my head, I was, like, this sounds like, and, like, I could tell you, like, there's so many. I love alternative. Um, uh, just to name a few, I'm not going to be able to name them all. It's gonna be bad, <laughs> but, um even just like like rory um i can't remember if it's rory or rory but um he has an album called all we need and his intro was heavily inspired by the album mm -hmm. um just in general um there's stuff like like even bastille mgmt um and then like i don't know there's i can't even think of them right now but um and then there's even just like other things like even methyl ethyl's one i yeah i just can't name them all but like i definitely pulled just from so many like artists and kind of meshed them together mm -hmm. um wouldn't really say there's like a specific like a few artists i was like and i think that's the beauty of it is just kind of like realizing who you kind of sound like but like yeah. at the end of the day like this is the first album it's like i genuinely feel like it's like totally like my own thing you know i don't think I can't really relate it to like anybody else. There definitely are songs where it's like, oh, that kind of sounds like this, you know? Mm -hmm. I got a lot of people tell me, uh, um, for you, the beginning sounds just like Sunflower. Yeah. <laughs> like, from, <laughs> Lee, and I was like, yeah, I was like, I hear, definitely hear that, but um, that song is nothing like Sunflower. So it's like, yeah, there's just different elements and stuff from, mm -hmm. from like other artists that I just kind of pulled from or whatever, but. And uh, so I know you, I mean, obviously you're a huge fan of vinyl records. Huge fan. Oh, I can tell by your oh, room, being in your room was a whole vibe <laughs> yeah. that one time. And, yeah, uh, but I wanted to see if, you know, what would it take for you to get this album or any album that you've made on the vinyl? Ooh. See, I have no idea. I don't even know where to really start. I know where to go if you need. Oh, Because I'm getting my album on vinyl. Like I've already got it set. At like yeah, it would just depend on the pricing and the quantity and stuff. Yeah. But what I've done for now is placeholders, because I like printed my mm -hmm. albums on a twelve by twelve poster and just framed them, mm -hmm. and um, have those in my room right now. Yeah. And 
So yeah, those are kind of my my placeholders for now. Yeah. But I would love to have like a out like a vinyl and be able to have even like paper in them of the credits and the, the you know the track list and all that stuff. Yeah, so that'd be. Um, one thing I think is impressive is uh, you've maintained your same sound uh, vocally, I believe. Vocally, you've kept yeah. the same sound throughout your discography, um, but yet you have the versatility. You went from uh, doing like just your own unique hip-hop style, um, but then also going into Dark Collective. And then in direct oh contrast gosh, yeah. from Dark Collective, you went to this album, Hope. I find that very interesting and impressive it's yeah and i don't even know how that like really came by i guess it's just uh i honestly just from experimenting on just mm -hmm. you know logic like that's kind of the the thing that got me is even just like working with my own vocals and kind of seeing where my limitations and you know like where i can really, really go and stuff and um that definitely contributed to even starting yeah. alternative like singing in general is not my thing but you know i can do it well enough to make it sound good mm. so um but yeah rapping is always gonna be i think my you know just my strong suit as far as making music mm -hmm. and i don't think that's ever gonna go away but it's just cool because now there's a new door open mm -hmm. you know for alternative stuff um but yeah i was gonna say i know you wanted to um mention the or did you have a question about like the features or you said yeah i, I was wanting to see them? like um you already mentioned um dom was on one track and then uh your other homie who was like who produces edm who does yeah. electronic was there throughout the entire album but are there any like who are all the features that were not listening <laughs> yeah so if you go like on apple i know spotify i don't think spotify does no spotify this, didn't have any on there yeah um even just like on my instagram but like i i credited everyone i told like i told everyone i was like hey i was like this album i'm not gonna credit anyone because i want this to be like a surprise like i want it to be like just a track title and they like kind of see how it is you know there's a lot of reasons why but another another reason too is the people i was working with don't even have like platforms for their own music so it's mm -hmm. like if i featured them it'd be like the only song on their page you know yeah. they don't like some of them didn't even have like artist names they're like oh i don't know so like but yeah i'll tell you who they were um there was connor connor scott frank he's the real one he was there through the whole album um and he did so many like you could hear him in so many background vocals if like i pointed out but yeah he's he is awesome um and then i think the i even got ali coop yeah um he's in it and he did literally just an ad lib on 20 and then even dj db mm -hmm. he did an ad lib on 20 as well um and then the next one would be that girl over there uh wilson is actually on it he's yeah. in the background of like the whole song and like he's just in there as a layer and does ad-libs but i thought that was super cool because it just it gave it the tone it needed and yeah and then caseway and trip are in that one as well shouting mm -hmm. um at the end and then uh next one would be uh for you uh one of my good friends ohani he goes by sandy amore um, and he's a member of O2 Worldwide, mm -hmm. but um, he actually helped me write and figure out the flows for for you, and heavily inspired it. Um, 
just from his story and my story. It was it was a really cool deal with that. But he's on that. And then I even got my sister on that <laughs> album. Like she's the she's the one singing on Lose Control and she just turned twelve. Like I like literally and she did it all herself. Like hopped on the mic, freestyled, and we had to like two lines. Like it was like so cool that she got to be a part of that. And like every time I tell people they're like, Who's that girl? I'm like, I'm like, Oh, that's my sister. They're like, Your sister? Isn't she like twelve? I'm like, Yep. And they're like, What? Like it's really cool and her vocal effects on lose control are so like mm-hmm. probably one of the, my favorite vocal effects like i've done on a song in that type of way and then um like i mentioned before logan baslin um he goes by holo he was on eternity and then i have this was a really cool one so a guy i work with um he we actually like have known each other from church and we didn't even like realize it until we met at work <laughs> but he was a um he would sing during worship at church and he has such a good voice like mm-hmm. so talented and i convinced them to hop on my song i was like bro i was like i don't care if you've never recorded before like come record like mm-hmm. i was like i need you on this <laughs> like it was so good and he actually sang the beginning of you were there Mm -hmm. that was him and he is so good like i always tell people like who know us i'm like yeah he like his vocals no pitch correction no auto tune literally just straight compressor like limiter all that stuff Mm -hmm. and then my vocals over here with full (laughs) you know they both sound like organic and cool and everything but it's just funny to me because i'm like he is so talented and then yeah and then even grayson uh, my best friend Grayson, he was on Santa Cruz for mm-hmm. the second verse, and then Dom was on Roller Coaster with Connor to end it. So yeah, had like had a bunch of people on the album, but yet <laughs> I feel like most listeners won't even realize because it's like you know like it's just like I don't know, it's just really cool because it's like I don't even know how to describe it. Like all these people and like some of them like. I've never even, you know, recorded songs of their own. And it's like, all just kind of came together and, and, you know, made this happen. And I mean, yeah, I think, I think that's another just reason why I did it. It's just like a mystery of like, who is that? Or like, mm-hmm. you know, a voice that isn't mine. When you see a track where there's no feature, you're going to expect just me. But then you get like, or at least an album, you see an album with no features. And it's like, hmm, like, wow, like all drew. And then you like listen and you hear 11 people on it. And you're like. <laughs> <laughs> whoa like you know i think that's the beauty of it too just mm-hmm. even that in itself so yeah it's kind of like a frank ocean tyler the creator album where you know they got yeah blonde has no features but yet has a whole andre 3000 track you know yeah yeah um yeah, yeah. man i know it may be a little too early to ask but um since you just released hope um do you have any plans for new music at all for what for once in my music career no i am sitting on absolutely nothing if mm-hmm. i was to get paid a million dollars to drop a song right now i would be out a million dollars i i literally <laughs> have any, like i'm not even kidding like i for once like in all my past albums i'm always planning for the what's next like mm-hmm. the release is about to happen i'm already working on new songs and working with people and i was like yeah, for once, I'm going to embrace this and just let it happen and not worry about, like, where I'm going after. So, 
Um, <laughs> what's crazy too, I will make a side note on this. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Advantage, did you get to listen to Advantage? What do you mean? <laughs> like, uh, my album with Caseway? I have not had the opportunity yet. Oh my gosh. So, I've already heard yeah. great reviews of it though. Dude. I'll tell you that was out of nowhere because whenever we went to Miami, like I was saying, mm-hmm. we uh, got to work with we you know Wilson and Big Gucci Dame. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we ended up making me and Dame alone made I think three songs like there, and so we had these three tracks. He ended up dropping one um, called "Road to Heaven," mm-hmm. and then we had these two other ones and. It was just like I was like, like it was in the middle of that was November and I had all this alternative stuff planned and I'm like I'm not gonna just randomly drop a rap single you know <laughs> um, we were supposed to get Holby on it and um, that didn't work, go through his management ended up not letting him which was so disappointing but <laughs> it's all good um, Holby and not Clyde were supposed to hop on that yeah. one and they ended up not doing it um, which I think worked out perfectly because it allowed KJ. Um, case way to hop on it and then i got to get a verse in but anyways the whole the what i'm trying to say so <laughs> in in january literally january after i dropped you know three singles from alternative album um i just had like a few like rap stuff i wasn't even done just barely touched on and kj was like bro we should drop like a ep or something you know like this is like you know like i don't he's like i know you're not going to drop anything after hope for a while so He's like, if anything, like now's the time to do it and kind of realize that. And so we're just like, all right, you know, let's just start working on stuff. See what we do. Mm -hmm. And literally give it a month. We have like seven tracks and, (laughs) you know, I was initially going to like let him just drop it. But I was like, I was like, why don't we just do a collab? Like I was like for all the people who have like all my fans like have listened to me like and all they've heard is rap. And so I'm like, yeah, why don't I just drop a random mixtape? right before i dropped my big album so like if people don't like hope then they they can't (laughs) even complain because they have a rap album so Mm -hmm. we ended up dropping advantage out of nowhere yeah that was not planned no promotion Mm -hmm. and it's actually done like not as well as hope but like it's doing really well like Mm -hmm. even uh like it got on some good playlists like i know michael todd yeah was listening to it the other day and like working out to it and i'm like that's crazy because i'm just <laughs> like that was had no intentions of it being like you know successful it was just for fun and stuff and um that was just a huge blessing too i'll tell you like yeah you definitely gotta listen to it because no i definitely will now <laughs> you'll hear another side of caseway you've never heard in your life mm-hmm. like he this man jumped from just from that album jumped from i think he had like 200 300 monthly listeners and now has like four thousand. yeah <laughs> like yeah it just jumped so quick from you know that and like in the full scheme of things that's still not even like you know much in the in the real like rap world but mm-hmm. i'm still just like i'm like that is crazy it's yeah it's super dope so and it's really cool to see caseway especially like um you took him under your wing for his first EP, and which mm-hmm. I thought was really cool. Although he didn't necessarily have his own sound, he was still riding off of you know your yeah. already established sound. But now he's really starting to come out as his own artist, oh, yeah. and it, it's he's really benefiting oh, yeah. from it. Yeah, his last album he did so far, his debut album mm-hmm. so far, um, he really got to just like I think that's like his he like really found his sound where it's like. 
you know it, it's just it's super dope i recommend everyone to listen to it he's he is not only like my best friend but like one of my favorite people to listen to and it's mm-hmm. really cool how how he has progressed knowing knowing what he would do before he you know started like dropping seriously like on all platforms and stuff is like he has grown so much in his craft and it, he's only getting better it's yeah kind of scary honestly but yeah it's crazy yeah but for yeah for once i have nothing like um i will say like i have i have this beat and ended up hitting up some people for it um not gonna say who because <laughs> use it but um pretty exciting but like yeah here on out like don't know i have zero clue what to expect the next album but what i can tell you is like there's not i'm not gonna be you know doing the same features i've had like i like have worked with so many people especially on my you know the album before advantage um forever young wave one that one has so many features on it Mm -hmm. and i really you know put like you know been in like um, you know like a lot of people in chh have like finally been able to hear me and stuff and it's like it's funny because i'm like yeah like i got all these like i'm i'm dipping like Mm -hmm. um i'm still you know open to working with like holvey or um maybe even ty brazel like you know just like artists who i'm cool with um and you know it's not yeah i just don't want to like keep in this i don't want to stay in the same bubble so most of the features that people will see after hope are going to be people they probably won't even know mm-hmm. it's going to be you know quote unquote secular artists you know whatever um and i think that will allow me to like allow my music to reach an audience that you know chh might not be reaching as much you know or whatever like um just trying to branch out and you know make connections not just in chh because i feel like i've kind of maxed out almost like in chh like it's so small and i've talked to so many people and i'm kind of at the point like okay well i'm glad i get to support and have support from this community now let's find some new communities you know absolutely um don't want to limit myself in any way so Mm. yeah here on out is going to be random random people and the other thing too is it's definitely going to be um you know artists i'm working for are definitely doing really good and are successful and it's going to be you know working with those people is going to be such a blessing because like my music will be allowed to be heard by even more people and you know reach people and allow god just to move through it and um Mm -hmm. really just make some make some ground like elsewhere you know so absolutely that's what i'm really looking forward to is like i'm honestly looking forward to like not knowing what i'm gonna do either because you know it it may be some alternative rap and maybe you know back to like some more trap rap it could be alternative maybe even pop oriented. like it could be anything at this point yeah um i've kind of set myself up like even just like my fan base to like have like to not even have set expectations you'll have a you'll have like a clean palette ready yeah and i also do that because i like you know if opportunities open in the alternative world like i don't want to you know limit myself just to one genre like either because like you know if the more like you know capability the more diverse i am the more diverse opportunities are so Mm -hmm. um that's a big thing too is like if there's a really good alternative artist who wants to work with me and i'm you know working on a rap album like i don't want to let that you know get in the way of 
limiting myself so yeah i'm looking forward to just seeing like what <laughs> like what opportunities like takes place and the ones that i literally have talked to literally this week like it's been not even like it's just been a few days after hope and there's already mm-hmm. you know some really good artists who are wanting to work with me and so i'm like well i'm like let's make some songs and let's just see where it goes like i've I have nothing though right now. No, no idea what to expect. So, um, so I ask this to every interviewer, any every interviewee that comes on. Um, so, do you know who you know who Rap Finds is, right, on Instagram? Yeah, that's my guy Sean. Yeah. Bro. Okay, I need your opinion. <laughs> what do you think about Rap Finds? Oh, I support it. It's dope. Um, I think you know that the platforms on Instagram, all things CHH, Rap Finds, CHH New. Um, all of them like are just supporting artists working on their craft mm-hmm. and there's just no no discrimination no judging there and that's where i i love it the most because it's just like anybody's welcome to get supported you know as long as their their stuff is you know you know positive and uplifting like and they're supporting it like that's dope like allow artists to have that community and like i think they've honestly like and in my honest opinion i think out of those instagram even like chh talk and the ones i listed like i think they've even made their own community like Mm -hmm. i think it's crazy because it's like they you know people have been saying like underground chh and stuff and like i think they have legitimately like especially sean like has made a community and i don't even think he realizes the impact he's done but like Mm -hmm. Yeah, the community isn't, you know, million monthly listeners and stuff, but it's it's hundreds of thousands for sure. Like, um, it's I think it's super dope that, you know, a bunch of rappers get to see other rappers and collab with them and all that stuff. Like, I'm I'm all for it, you know, and he's Sean has been a day one to me, especially. So, like, yeah, I mm-hmm. I just thank him for even using his platform to, um, you know, post my stuff and all that stuff like yeah so dope um so yeah like and that's the thing is like i know like i'm always going to be here supporting chh you know like at least majority of it or at least the the people who i find genuine and genuinely doing it for good intentions for god like those like i'm always going to support those people and i know those people will support me and you know when i say like i'm leaving chh it's not not me saying oh like never going to talk to these people or associate with them like it's me just saying like, hey, like y'all support me. I'm going to support you and I'm going to go branch out over here, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think that's dope too. Like, um, especially even with features, like, yeah, it's all my features here and out are not going to be, not going to be CHH people, not going to be familiar name, like familiar names, but mm-hmm. I will do features for, you know, anybody who's willing to work and stuff. And if I see, you know, some talent there or mess with the sound, like I'm hop on it, but but yeah, as far as my stuff, it's gonna be it's like people yeah. are not gonna be expecting what's coming next. I really don't, I really don't think they're gonna know. Like, and I don't even know to be honest. <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah. yeah, but yeah, hey, um, I gotta wrap this up. I appreciate you so much for coming on here, man. Yes, bro. Um, yes, bro, for sure. For everyone listening, please, oh, if you would do me a huge favor, go check out Hope. Probably one of my favorite, like chh picks of all time defining album of wow. this generation um go check out drop on all platforms uh on instagram go check him out because i i cannot stress this stress this enough he is a trendsetter 
a sound creator and just an overall amazing dude go check him out please wow thank you Cubox, bro. i appreciate you for this coming man, on man appreciate that yeah you can y'all can follow me um on instagram at underscore drup mm-hmm. and then on all platforms it's droop just drup so and is dro- yeah. is, is it droop or drup i keep getting that okay. like I'm, I'm gonna be honest with y'all droop droop drup i do not care okay because <laughs> i i hear like, like droop from people i hear droop yeah just, just don't call me doctor up <laughs> <laughs> even if you say that i really don't care i'm just the music is where it's at so yeah um but yes please listen to my album um send it to people anyone who you know i think everyone needs hope so mm-hmm. <laughs> send it to everyone yeah, man. Real it's dope appreciate y'all yeah thank you so much man and i will talk to you later all right then bro it's good talking to you my g yes sir I'll catch you. and that was drop Thank you guys so much for listening to the Notice Jackson's podcast with your host, me. Um, I look forward to catching you on the next episode. And uh, yeah, I'll catch y'all later.